What happens when you're studying for the MCAT and you realize you don't want actually want to be a doctor? How do you shift from pursuing medical school to dental school? What are the differences between the MCAT and the DAT? How is the process of applying to dental school similar to that of applying to medical school? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Will, future dentist and soon-to-be graduate of the University of Utah. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Well, we have a very special podcast today. We've got Will. Hello, Will. How are you doing? How's it going, Dr. Chan? Good. So I'm going to call this podcast The Road Less Traveled. Yeah. Because, um, you know, when I talk to a lot of people, they have, they're in med school, they're physicians, kind of talk about their journey. But your journey is different. And there was like a fork in the road. Would you say that? Yeah, totally. Or a spoon or a knife or... Yeah, some dividing line. Okay. (laughs) So let's go back to the beginning. Like, um, when did you think uh, first about going to med school or being involved in healthcare? When when did that start? So I, after high school, I got a job working as a transportation for a skilled nursing facility Mm -hmm. in Holiday, Utah. So you grew up in Salt Lake? Yeah. Yeah, So I grew up in Salt Lake and then I, I really enjoyed that. I was worked with... A lot of nurses, a lot of physical therapists and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. um, got to see a lot of the different hospital facilities around because it was my job, transport yep. patients who had gotten new hips, new knees mm-hmm. around the valley to mm-hmm. their respective uh, appointments. Okay. So, so you enjoyed helping others, making a difference? Yeah. yeah. So you said I, during high school. So this was just after I graduated. Oh, after you graduated, okay. So... Um, I decided to not go straight into college. Mm-hmm. I decided to work, okay. get some money. Okay. Um, and during that time, I got to see what nurses did, what PTs did. Mm-hmm. Uh, interacted with a lot of variety of doctors mm-hmm. and even PAs. Okay. And so that was kind of cool. And that's when I started to say, you know, maybe that'd be kind of a cool route to go. Is mm-hmm. uh, maybe the doctors? Okay, you know? medicine. So, yeah. And, and where'd you go to undergrad? So I, I attended here at the U. Okay. I did a semester at the Salt Lake Community College just mm-hmm. to get a few credits under my belt and okay. get on up here. So. And then while you were in undergrad, same thing? <laughs> were you like shadowing docs and doing yeah. community service? What kind of stuff were you doing outside uh, of classes? Yeah. So I had a friend that I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to study. And so when I first got, it, got to the U, I started studying engineering because he was like, hey, you can do this for a few years, it's kind of cool, and you can transfer it to anything else. And so I was like, all right, that sounds like a good idea, and realized I really didn't like engineering, and mm. I couldn't handle it's doing an, my entire It's undergrad. intense, yeah. Yeah, and it was interesting stuff, but it was really when I got to, it was like a material science class, mm-hmm. and it was super science-heavy, and I was Just like, blew you out of the water. Yeah. Well, it was just like, I miss this stuff, I don't really like the math, and you know what? If I'm going to be paying for this, I might as well enjoy some of it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided, okay, I'll find a new major and I'll focus on these prereqs and get these out of the way. Because okay. with engineering, it was like you do all your prereqs at the end because mm-hmm. you just don't have time. So so you're when you say prereqs, you're talking about prereqs for engineering or medical school? Medical school. Okay. Just because there are so many required classes for the degree mm-hmm. in engineering that they just say, just do your prereqs at the end because mm-hmm. you... You don't have time. So. Did you love the prereqs? I mean, did you love the biology? I really the chemistry? did. Okay. So, uh, like, 
after that material science class, I had done some chemistry and hadn't done any biology yet. But once I got back into it, mm. it was like, okay, this this feels right. This mm-hmm. is this is your wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the prereqs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some that I just no matter how hard I tried, I just gotta be. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> they're intense classes. They're very competitive. So, yeah. But. It was good. I enjoyed it. So this entire time, medical school, medical school, medical school, mm-hmm. what kind of stuff were you doing in the community? I mean, what kind so, of activities? Um, I worked with a group that kind of focused on um, a lot of refugees mm-hmm. that were coming from, like, ne- Nepal and Congo mm-hmm. and all over the place. Is this the Shermu Clinic? Her Shermu or... Yeah, so... Am I saying that right? Okay. Yeah, Hersunumu, her, her, her or uh, yeah. I think it's... You're probably closer than I am. But I um, apologize to Hersunumu <laughs> if she's listening to this out there. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I worked with the... It was called Good in the Hood. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like the mirror to like the academics. So we did a lot of the fun stuff, like teaching the kids about the American holidays, like 4th of July, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one of my favorite ones was we'd go do, like, a sub for Santa. And we'd have, like, a yearly aud- auction where mm-hmm. people would come buy stuff, and we'd use that money to buy presents for some of the families in need. Cool. And then I also worked a lot with um, the HELP program mm-hmm. up in the hospital. That's so, Elder Life? Yeah. yeah so the Hospital Elder, Elder Life, Life program. program. Yep. So they focus a lot of on delirium prevention in the hospital because that's kind of a big factor. And how do you prevent delirium in the hospital? What are the so it's mostly what's the magic? What's the secret tricks? Just yeah. engaging people mentally. Mm-hmm. So in the hospital, you're sitting around a lot of the time, and you get a lot of the geriatric population doesn't quite have as many people around to come visit them, mm-hmm. and so we would go and do interventions with them, which mm-hmm. a lot of it was body movement. Okay. So just get the blood flowing, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of good with that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, during this entire time, it sounds like, I mean, there would be sometimes probably physicians in the room. Were you shadowing doctors kind of during this time? Yeah. yeah. So I I shadowed, like, the the house doctor for that... Um, like House MD, the TV yeah, show? The, no. <laughs> no, no. It was like the the... Physician that was over the skilled nurf- nursing facility. Mm-hmm. I got in touch with him, shadowed him a few times, and like I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, maybe this isn't the right specialty because he was more in geriatrics. Mm-hmm. So he got me in contact with um, like a couple of surgeons. He's like, maybe you'll like this more. And he was all. Whenever I shadowed him, he was always trying to convince me to do something else oh like, boy oh, this is one of those huh yeah so it was well, like what were the reasons why would he tell you he's like oh there's too much debt um yeah. you don't have like there's no autonomy anymore as a physician mm-hmm. you just you the insurance companies say jump and you have to say how high um there's there's, there's definitely nuggets of truth to that yeah. yeah and so he was kind of a guy that just I could kind of tell he wasn't happy with where he was, so I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think I can shadow you anymore. <laughs> it's too much of a negative experience. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm trying to bring my, I'm trying to build my dreams, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, dragging me down. Trying to find what I like, and yeah. you're just pointing out all the negatives. Mm. So shadowed some 
some surgeons up at the U, and I thought that was really neat, mm -hmm. and it was kind of fun. Like general surgeons or brain surgery or what kind uh, so of orthopedics? The, uh, I did plastics up at the Huntsman, mm. and so it was pretty interesting okay. to see. Um, so we're talking reconstruction. Yeah, yeah. so they yeah. worked with a lot of the breast cancer, and mm -hmm. um, some were hand specialists, so okay. hand injuries, and that was I really liked the hand stuff. That was interesting to me, and um, they said just shadow. Their advice was shadow as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, surgery is kind of cool. Not sure if plastics is what I'd really want to do. Mm -hmm. And so I looked to orthopedics, and unfortunately, I didn't know any orthopedics. So I thought, well, I still need to get some research under my belt. Mm -hmm. And we have an orthopedic research lab. And so I contacted a few of the professors in there and. Mm -hmm see if they needed any help and it's a lot of cold calling yeah yeah just shooting emails out and mm -hmm. looking through research papers of what professors were doing see if there was anything that would like really interest me and that's a good idea and so because i didn't want to do something that i just had zero interest in mm -hmm. and so i got into contact with one and unfortunately he didn't have any need but he knew another guy that needed somebody and it's called the network networking yeah. yeah so um ended up working for that guy for two years with one of his projects and i think they're just wrapping it up and wow so okay so it's an entire time will medicine 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 mm -hmm. and then what year did you graduate so I graduate. I am not yet graduated. You're not yet graduate. Okay. Yeah. All so right. switching majors, kind of like oh, eight credit, huh? Yeah. yeah. Pulled some. Pulled the. the I, I secretly graduated. think like undergrads like are really disappointed in that, but they love it too because you're going to be in school a little bit longer. But they uh -huh. eventually want everyone to graduate. But yeah. It's like oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'll be about I think five years when I graduate right. for my the length. Did you ever take MCAT? I didn't. I started studying for it. Okay, so like this, this, this comes up to the big decision. Yes. All right. So there came a time when you decided to pivot. Mm -hmm. Walk us through that. How how did you come to this decision? So I was studying for the MCAT, and I had shadowed a bunch of doctors, and something just – I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I quite want to do yet, but that's okay. I can – kind of figure it out as I get more experience in med school started studying mm -hmm. and I just just kept coming to the fact of like why am I doing this mm -hmm. you know because the MCAT is very rigorous yeah it's stressful it, it's super stressful um my wife was hating me at the time because I was practically 24 7 head in the books yeah you know, all these review books yeah. all these review books do it I had a tutor was meeting with my tutor um just doing everything I could to get a good score because mm -hmm. it's so it's important it's so important and it's hard test mm -hmm. and it's a long test it's like it's, eight nine ten hours yeah i think it's now that those little breaks i think it's seven and a half seven to and eight. half but it feels like ten yes. yeah <laughs> so um but i was studying i'd taken a couple of practice tests and i was doing okay i was improving and then one day i was trying to find somebody that I could shadow for pediatric experience because I liked working with kids. Mm -hmm. And a family friend of ours who's a pediatric dentist mm. was like, well, just come shadow me. I'm like, I'm a doctor of, uh, of dental yeah. surgery, yeah. you know, and I work with kids. So they were, the medical schools won't care. It mm. might help you out. So I was like, all right, I'll go. I'll go shadow you, you know, see how working with kids is. And I, I loved it. Like mm. it was – I was so surprised – because I usually would tell my wife about how the shadowing went. I was just, like, taken away. Like, 
had no words and she's like did you like it and i was like i really it clicked for me mm-hmm. like before all the other shadowing hadn't really clicked and so i was like i think i need to reevaluate what i'm doing so is that one shadowing experience it was that yeah and and is this just like normal checkups or is these kids that got their teeth knocked out and they needed more surgery every, I mean, how, how would you describe it um so a lot of it was just like general dentistry so mm-hmm. your typical fillings crowns mm-hmm. and some of it was emergency that i saw mm-hmm. and that was pretty interesting and then some of it was like putting expanders in for the kids mm-hmm. just like pretty simple orthodontic things that they could do to help like help the mouth stay healthy until they could go to an orthodontist and it just i just loved it i thought it was very interesting and so i take my kids to the dentist we go to this pediatric dentist and uh-huh. it is literally and this is going to show how old i am it's like chuck e cheese in there because they got they got like <laughs> tvs on the ceiling and it's like there's like a circus theme and a jungle theme and uh-huh. they've got like these little tokens if you're good you get the little thing from the you know i was just like wow i do not remember my dentist doing this as a child i i just remember hate i, I didn't like the dentist as a kid and it just seems a lot more fun now there's a lot more stuff yeah how would you would you agree with that was this yeah okay so um a lot of the pediatric dentists they look at making the whole dental experience a lot easier for kids because mm-hmm. a lot of people say oh i hate the dentist and it mm-hmm. usually stems from having a bad experience when they were a kid how can you hate the dentist now when you can stare up the ceiling and watch Disney movies? Yeah. <laughs> and get then, your teeth worked on. And, you and get then get, like, a little prize at yeah, the end. Yeah, get a prize on it, which everyone seems to get. <laughs> everyone seems to be good. So. Oh, so. Wow. So that one experience. Yeah, that, like, it, it really kind of just shook my world a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I really need to reevaluate this because I hate studying for them, Kent. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out if I really want this because... Uh, I didn't want to end up two years into uh, medical school and say, I don't want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest fear. And so I got in contact, talked to that pediatric dentist, got some people in his network that would let me go shadow them. Mm-hmm. And the more I just shadowed general dentists, all these specialties orthodontics endodontics mm-hmm. i just was like this is very interesting i, I really like this the, you found I, your people it's like a culture yeah. it's like that like you like the work but also the people you're with yeah mm-hmm. so i just i kind of fell in love with it because you get the opportunity to help patients build long long relationships with them um i'm a very hands-on kind of guy mm-hmm. and I love to draw. I love to do stuff with my hands and just seeing how 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 they can do so much with their hands. You know, if you want to do surgery, there's still the option to do surgery. If you want to work with kids, you can still work with kids. If you want to work with older populations, special needs, whatever. It the opportunities that you have in dentistry are very similar to medicine. Yeah. And, and- and, it, and so what did you how did your family take it when you kind of told them they were very supportive okay my wife was like sure if this is really what you want to do okay. i'm with you 100 percent. that's nice and so she's like just make sure it's what you want and that's why i did shadowing and mm-hmm. you know looked at luckily the prereqs are all pretty all right. much the same yeah, it's pretty similar yeah it's very much the same and i i loved it it was it was great, and it just kind of... You just felt better about it. Yeah. yeah, I felt better about it, and I 
I shadowed that pediatric dentist more and more, and one day he was like, what are you doing this summer? And I was like, well, my research is almost done, so mm-hmm. I'm not really have any plans. He's like, well, I need an extra pair of hands in my office. Do you want to come? Work with me and for I, free? Well, not for free. Oh, okay. he, he was, <laughs> I he, love it, Doctor Chan, but not that much. Yeah. yeah, no, he was he was generous enough to say I I can employ you. Mm-hmm. So, cool. um, so that's what I do right now is I just clean kids' teeth. Okay, so, awesome. Yeah, uh, and then like how it, like it's the DAP, right? Uh, How's the it? DAT. DAT. Yeah, I, I, so dental I apologize to all my dental colleagues out there. Uh, so it's the DAT. Yes. How, like, let's talk about the DAT. How long is it? Is so, it what are the sections? Was it similar to kind of pivot? It's, it's very similar to the MCAT. You yeah. have, um, you have like a science section, mm-hmm. and then you have a reading section. There's a dedicated math section that you don't have on the MCAT. Okay. Um, and then there's... A perceptual ability test okay. on the, the Ooh, deck. interesting. Yeah, so that's pretty much... I liken it to a bunch of visual uh, puzzles mm-hmm. and stuff like that to where you really have to kind of understand a 3D space. So they're already kind of screening or testing for surgical skills or yes. visual spatial skills, like you mm-hmm. said, at the very beginning. That's very yeah. fascinating. So, so that can, was, can you study for something like that? You, I guess they're review books. Yeah. yeah. Um, I pretty much just got a bunch of practice problems Mm -hmm. and went through those because I feel like after you kind of figure out, for me, it was pretty easy. I think drawing and kind of the engineering background Mm -hmm. really helped me. So it wasn't a huge difficulty for me to get a high score in that that test area, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. Um, But so it's just as long as them cat. It's not. Okay. It's four and a half hours. Oh, wow. Sweet. So you so, got three hours back in your life. <laughs> yeah. So I took all your practice tests, and I was like, well, I'm done. It's yeah. May noon. All right. Yeah, when you go from like 95 miles or 65, it's like a big, oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it was great. Uh, the science section, it's not, the MCAT's a whole bunch of reading. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of passages and a lot of questions that come from the passage, and there aren't very many what called standalone questions. Mm-hmm. The DAT itself is a lot of standalones. And then the reading section is more like the DAT, or the MCAT, excuse me, mm-hmm. and where you read a passage and you answer questions based upon the passage. But I felt like it was it was nice to have the background of the MCAT mm-hmm. to help me with the, the DAT because... Mm-hmm. There were a lot of aspects that I struggled with on the MCAT that I felt like were resolved when I started studying for the the DAT. Your main ways found your home. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like not having to worry about, am I going to hate this in two years? Or that whole worry itself kind of released... I felt like my mind mm-hmm. to actually study and, and you took do the well. blue pill. Yeah, you <laughs> felt released. It's beautiful. All right. So, so again, you're going to teach me, Will, because I know some things, but I don't know a lot of things. Uh-huh. So dental school is four years long. Yep. And you can do fellowships. Yeah. So there are residencies. Residencies. And okay. It's very similar to what you do for medical school. There's okay. a match day. Okay. Um, and do you know the name of some of the different residency programs? So I know orthodontics is big. Yeah. yeah. So there's orthodontics. You've got periodontics, endodontics. Mm-hmm. You have oral maxillary surgery. Ooh. So that's like your plastic surgeon. Okay. And a lot of those programs now require you to do. It's a lot of them are tied to a medical school, mm-hmm. and so you'll actually do part of 
like two years of the medical school and then four years of a surgical residency. It's very interesting to me the so, way medical or healthcare has evolved in our country mm-hmm. that, you know, MDs, the physicians, they take care of all the body yeah. except for this, you know, the uh-huh. mouth. And I remember as an intern, um, I was an intern at George Washington Hospital down t- downtown TC, and there was a fair amount of people that would come into the ER with really bad tooth pain. Yeah. And we couldn't do anything about it. Because, like, like, like I, I, I don't know, they may have changed over the years, but we didn't really have a dentist on call. Yeah. Yeah, so if you go in the, I, I think it's pretty true today. I, I, I think there are some programs that are trying to build that within yeah. their program. But if you have, it's like, oh, we'll take care of all the rest of the body, but, oh, you have an abscess behind your tooth? I'm sorry. That's the dental issue. And, yeah. You know, it's just weird to me how, again, it's like kind of fork in the road. It's like these two programs have really evolved and grown. Yeah. It's, time. it's yeah. very interesting because, like, we get emergency patients that come in that had gone to the emergency room yeah. the night before. And if there was a on-call dentist, it's mm-hmm. usually a resident or dental student. And they pretty much put a Band-Aid on it and say, go see your dentist tomorrow. Yeah, like, yeah. Here's it's a, like there's no true dental emergency. Yeah, it's like here's yeah. a prescription for some antibiotics to help cool off your infection, but mm-hmm. you got to go get this fixed by somebody else in the community. I must say, again, just to kind of – there's a lot of dentists in Salt Lake, I've noticed. Yes. Um, just to kind of rave about this. I love my dentist. <laughs> and uh, – I remember growing up, I remember like in the 2000s, like, okay, so I wasn't a kid back then, but like in the 2000s, back in my 20s, when I go to the dentist, they had like a TV in the corner of the room. Uh And that was like a huge deal. Yeah. But now they have like, you know, it's awesome. They can like bring the screens like three feet, I mean, three inches from your head. You have Netflix. And then when they take the x-rays, they can project it there. And oh, you see, you have a cavity here. And like. I don't know, it just looks like a bunch of swatches, but sure, yeah. Doc, whatever, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's just, it's weird how it's kind of evolved. And now, uh-huh. like, you know, you wear the glasses and put in the little headphones, uh, headphones and just watch whatever yeah. you, know, you want to watch on Netflix, and they just go to town on your teeth. And yeah. It's very interesting. It's very different. Yeah, it's more, I feel like dentistry is more, it just seems kind of like a, it seems like a more positive um environment for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. what well, that's what kind of drew me to it where it's you're growing up for a routine checkup to make sure you're not going to one day have an abscess and have a crazy toothache at two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. you know and um just being able to help patients in that way that's what really drove like kind of pulled me towards it after shadowing and being able to identify that and seeing how much different it is because when you're working with a family practice physician, there's no TV hanging from the ceiling yeah. and no headphones mm-hmm. while they're checking your temperature mm-hmm. and, you know, because you've got to communicate what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's it's very in, an interesting contrast for sure. All right. So if I asked you today, I'm not going to hold you to it, Will, uh-huh. what, what residency would you choose? I really, working with kids is super fun. All right. I've really enjoyed that. So is that an extra year, pediatric or? Uh, so it's a two-year program. Two-year program, okay. So um, most most of them are from what I've understood. Okay. And so I think working with kids is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's super awesome position to be in where you can help kind of build that foundation of lifelong oral health and mm-hmm. help the kids that really are nervous mm-hmm. and have a hard time at the dental office and even the the special needs kids that mm-hmm. really need 
help, and I really enjoy that that part of the That's pediatrics. Awesome. So, all right, so let's talk. Let's talk details. So you okay. start applying to schools. Yes. How many dental schools did you apply to? So I applied to seventeen. Is that considered a lot? Uh, from what I've heard, is pretty average. That's right kind now. of like that kind of sweet spot. Okay. Yeah. And so, then you start getting interview offers. Yes, yeah, so it's very similar to the same track of medical school. Okay. Um, you apply, the application opens up, you have about a month to work on it. That was back in May. Okay. And then in June, you can start submitting to schools. Okay. And then a lot of schools have secondary applications, mm-hmm. and you submit those, and then you just start hearing back from schools that like you and okay. invite you to come out and interview with them. So how many interview offers have you gotten? So I've... Gratefully, I've gotten five so far. Okay. So, um, I've even here at our own dental school? Yeah. Okay, good. So, because I can, (laughs) I can, I can send them an email, which won't mean anything to them because every admissions process is fully independent and autonomous. Yeah. So, all right. So, you go and interview, and then what kind of, what's the interviewing experience like? So, it it just varies from school to school from what I found. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's usually consists of a tour, give you an understanding of the financial aid process because graduate school is expensive. It is very expensive. Um, so being able to understand how the loans work is kind of important mm-hmm. and knowing what you're going to be paying for. Uh, then they usually tour you around their facilities. So usually walking through the clinic, walk through some mm-hmm. of the classrooms, get to talk to students, have lunch with them, okay. have an interview. Okay. So Have you heard back from your school? Um, no, so they, dental schools, they all agree that they won't start sending out acceptances until the first business day in December. Oh, okay. And so I think it's December 3rd this year. So they like to keep that anxiety building throughout Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Yeah. So. And then they just release the information. Interesting. Yeah. So, um. Do you want to stick around here or? I I think it'd be great to stay in Utah for another four years. Um, but I mean, I'm. Willing to go adventure outside another state, so. Do you feel, I just have a lot of crazy questions. Hey, that's no, what, that's what I do. So do you feel when you go on interview, are they kind of checking out your mouth? Going. I don't know. Well, no. I, are you a good brusher, Will? You know, <laughs> here's some floss. We want to see your technique. Yeah. Okay. Like, can you teach it? No, no. I guess I, that would be kind of the kiss of death. You had like a big old like lima bean just mm, right there. Yeah, in your teeth. yeah. it's actually, yeah. it's pretty interesting because like, um, I feel like Utah oral health is pretty good mm-hmm. um compared to some other states which okay. is really interesting because we're quite saturated with dentists mm-hmm. so it's like people are pretty healthy here well this is a hot topic <laughs> but like, that's how it segues into like fluoridation in the water right yeah and that's very controversial well is it still controversial teach me well is it controversial so yeah. a lot of people that concern still comes up okay like the fluoride i haven't looked quite at the concerns but i know it's been pretty debunked yeah well you're going into the profession so you should be very pro fluoride (laughs) yeah okay so fluoride's like the only thing that can re strengthen your teeth Mm -hmm. so and it's very important because yeah acid kind of takes away that your enamel and you need those fluoride kind of help rebuild that calcium and yeah I, I drink too much soda and my dentist knows it so every time i go in there he's like you're still drinking soda like yeah i'm sorry i know it's bad it's like I mean, the worst thing you can do to your teeth right? just chase it with some water after you, oh, you're done so drinking bad. so good it's very addictive so, yeah. yeah i mean especially if you got like a little bit of caffeine kind of mm-hmm. help pick you up in the afternoon so all right well this is great <laughs> all right last last question uh-huh. to all those listening out there who might be struggling 
you know, maybe they're kind of in your camp. Like they don't love medicine or they're kind of maybe thinking about another health science uh-huh. or maybe even dental school. What advice would you give them? What would you say to them? I would say for me what really helped was I took a step back and really evaluated what I wanted. Mm-hmm. What, From what I had seen, if you haven't seen enough of the me- medical field, do that. Look at everything. Don't just look at the MDs. Look at the PAs. Look at the, the nurses. Mm. Look at the PTs. Look at the pharmacists. You know, and really evaluate. Take an honest eye, you know, because I feel like a lot of prestige is carried with the MD. I've got to be a physician, you know. Mm-hmm. Got to be number one. And I think at the end of the day, it's really what do you enjoy and what what makes you happy because mm-hmm. Having an MD at the end of your name might not make you happy yeah. at when everything's said and done. It's very so true. I would say shadow, take self-inventory, look at what you like, what you don't like, and apply that to what you think you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, it, and yeah, there's not going to be a perfect job out there. There's going to be things that you hate, things that you don't like. But if, you, if the pros outweigh the cons, you've got a good fit. So... I would awesome. say I would say do that. Awesome. Well, well, I'm really excited for you because I just know you're going to take care of either my teeth or my kids' teeth in a few years. So, and I think you're, you'll probably have some awesome setup. Where you make it fun and exciting yeah. for kids. Maybe so. do some virtual reality stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, Roy, I still have you. Oh, virtual reality. I love that. All right, Halloween is around the corner. Uh-huh. As a future dentist, is this the worst holiday? Because just of all the poor candy and people gnashing on it. What What's your advice? Throw it away, parents. Eat it, parents. I say, I don't know. I I think that's like more about the parents. But okay. I would say, if you're going to have some candy, have it with a meal. So it's not stuck to the teeth for like hours and hours on the end. So, so. Go, do you know what Boo at the Zoo is? Boo at the Zoo? Yeah, Hogel Zoo. Okay. So they do this event where it's like the Saturday before um, Halloween. And it, you, it opens up early, like 8 or 9 o'clock. Uh-huh. And they have all these different booths, booze, whatever you say. Oh, okay. It's throughout the park where they give out little candy and the kids get to wear their costume. And they just run around, look at the animals. I mean, it's great It's great advertising for the zoo. It's really uh-huh. fun for the parents. Because, like, you know, when you go trick-or-treating at late at night, it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit stressful yeah. you know, as a parent. And, you know, people, people are tripping here and there. And the past few years when I've gone, there's been this one enterprising pediatric dentist who steps up shop, uh-huh. you know, and then passes out his card and, like... Toothbrushes. Yeah, toothbrushes, and... you know. And I like, oh, this is great. Great marketing. Great idea. So, yeah. Well, all right. I learned something. Cool. Well, I hope I helped out some people that are feeling like they're on the fence and give them a little bit of information of what my journey was like. And... Cool. We'll have to have you come back uh, and kind of hear what dental school is like because... I, I sort of know, but we used to have the dental school used to be more part of the medical school, where mm-hmm. like they would, they would take anatomy together and some classes. But since they have their own building and now their own their own school or college, yeah. it's more separate. And they're kind of do, they have that nice building in Research Park, uh-huh. which is very nice. So, so yeah. yeah, I'd love to come back tell you about it. So cool. Well, thanks, Will. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.